People can tell when others are being inauthentic. In fact, your inauthenticity raises other people's blood pressure. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Squeezing the Orange of Social Science, a podcast hosted by myself, Akin Omobitan, and Professor Dan Cable. On each episode, the two of us pick apart peer-reviewed and published social science papers, and we squeeze them for their best bits so that you... The curious listener don't have to sit through pay sit through. Damn it, man! You know what? I tried to mix it up there with curious, and this is where we are. We we read it so you don't have. Are to. Are you being authentic right now? I mean, I can't tell. Are you being authentic? Because you know what, my authentic self is a massive bumbling mess. So yes, this yeah, is, yeah, this, is, this, is this is this is me in my yeah, element. Yeah. This is so yeah. At the at the high level, Dan. Before we intro the the paper fully. And give some shout outs to the authors at a high level. What do we have for the peeps today? Lots of us believe that when we're trying to impress people, like in an interview or like trying to get some money for our venture, the best thing to do is figure out what they want to hear and then say it. Turns out that's wrong Mm. (laughs) because that makes us inauthentic, which stresses us out and makes us perform worse. Okay, now let's break down how we were able to come to these (laughs) high level conclusions. And before we do the breakdown, so the full title of this paper is to be or not to be your authentic self, catering to others' preferences hinders performance. And we're giving shout outs to a squeezing the orange regular. Uh, Francesca Gino uh, and Oval Scissor and Laura Huang. I, re- I recognize Laura's name from a different study we did also. Um, so yes, what's up, peeps? So let's first dive into this idea of catering and what the what the hell what the hell we're talking about yeah. when, we, when we say catering. Do you reckon that we should like almost tell people the definition that they gave it? Because you know how it is in science, like <laughs> you got to define a thing. <laughs> They just like, spend a lot of time. We all, we researchers. So here's what it is. Catering, let's just kind of give them the actual definition, is that it is a strategy of intentionally using verbal and nonverbal behaviors that you believe are commensurate with other people's interests and preferences rather than your own. Yes. That's the important bit there. I kind of see this, like, I guess if I kind of fold in some colloquialisms, I kind of see this as kind of being a bit of like a people pleaser. It's kind of like just this continual putting someone else's... Well, I guess this is the difference with the people pleaser because they're putting their needs. A people pleaser would put someone else's needs before their own. Whereas someone who's catering yes. is trying to assume what someone else would like yes. Yes, so that they could be that, but in order to get something for themselves. Yes, like a job or some funding. That is the notion of being instrumental. Mm. Instrumental being, I want something that you have control over. So mm. let me make you think I'm what you want. Oh my God. It's quite complex. And even that kind of stresses me out a little bit. Right. I'm a simple man. Actually. I mean, to be <laughs> honest, that's like three steps more complex than I'm ready for. Yeah. But that is what's so cool is because this catering concept, which they kind of invent. That's kind of one of the cool things about this paper. Nice. I've read a lot of the literature and the idea of catering. I, there's things that are close to it, but like, that idea of catering means that like you have to detect what other people's desire, then you have to understand their expectations, and then you have to twist the way you act to suit the... That's a lot. And that's all just to get what well, you want. I mean, to be honest, the thing is, you might really want the thing. Yes. You want the job, 
bad, or you want the funding for your venture bad. Yep. So it's not as though I judge them for doing that in the world. I just think that practically speaking, it causes a lot of anxiety and like mental processing that gets in the way of actual performance. Mm-hmm. And that's actually cool. To me, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things I did love um, about this paper is it wasn't just like, well, let's expose behavior. It's like, yo, look at what this kind of behavior and thinking is costing you. It's costing you the very thing yes, that you most want. And this is where we get into the heart of squeezing the orange, these right. these counterintuitive ways right. in which we kind of bumble yes. around life. Yes. yes. It's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Because I guess the, the opposite of this catering, I'm going to say the opposite. I'll mm-hmm. use some it kind is. of like scruffy language, mm. but like just it, being authentic. Like what, what, and that's, oh man, that's the bit where I guess my empathy kicks in because- are we now a planet full of people who just don't really feel that confident being ourselves? Like, are we all just a bit like, I'm just not enough. What an interesting, weird world where the one thing people have a lot of trouble with is being themselves. Mm. You'd think that's like the one thing you'd be good at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, If you just take a step back from the study and back from the definitions, we're put on this earth. We are a certain way authenticity means be that way and yet that's kind of tricky in modern life Mm. in workplaces maybe in relationships there's a lot of catering that seems to be demanded but it gets in the way of us being who we are yeah and i guess as well for this like this language of like catering it kind of reminds me of when i have people over for dinner like so if it's a thursday evening and you know the cupboards are a bit bare Look, I've had some embarrassing meals in my time that I don't even want to repeat. I've I've just combined things out of pure <laughs> convenience. Like, I'm not going anywhere. But once I have people coming over, all of a sudden, I'm a bit like, well, obviously, I'm going to have to go to the supermarket. I need to think what kind of meat or veg or meal would Dan like? Yeah. What beverage would Dan like to have a company it, it, it very quickly what kind of lighting yes. would Dan like yes. on his arrival what kind of music yes. and then all of a sudden yes. what should just be yo come over let's eat some food yeah. and have a laugh then kind of turns into what work. into stress yeah it turns into work I agree with that and there is a judgment element that is killing us here mm. the part that it seems painful is when you start thinking and even overthinking how you could be evaluated negatively if you don't cater appropriately. Yes. That's a, that's a lot of pressure. And again, this is what I'm loving about this article. In the context of not getting the very thing that you want, we do things that make us anxious. Mm. There's like a downward spiral we're talking yeah. about here. And I think it's like looking, maybe I've already given this analogy, but it's so good I'm going to do it again. It's like looking at an optical illusion. And you look at it and you're like, okay, it looks like X. Then you look like, oh, no, you read, oh, yeah, no, it's Y. All those lines are horizontal. But then you look at it and it's like, it still looks like they're not horizontal. That's what catering feels like to me. Because, okay, so here I am. I've read this article and I've read a lot about authenticity. I know in general it doesn't work. And yet there's this idea out there in society that tricks you into thinking you should really cater. Yeah. There's something out there that makes you think you've got to bend your will to make other people happy. Yeah. 
That's real interesting to me. That is squeezing its orange, squeezing the right? orange at its essence. Yeah, and it's like, it reminds me of a Jay-Z line where he's got a line where, in one of his tracks, where it's like, um, if everyone's crazy, you're the one that's insane. Yeah. And like yeah. the way that we perceive yeah. Yeah. Orphan, like if people are just being their authentic self, to an extent, there's a bit, there's like a bit of suspicion. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, this has to be a game. Yeah. Like, what do you want yeah. from me? Yes. It's like, yes. I'm, I'm just like, yeah. let's let's get into some of these yeah. studies. Uh, yeah. This topic is so much fun. Yeah. So you mentioned this a bit off the top. So th- there's like five studies. We don't need to break all of them down because yeah. you did mention a bit about study one, which is they they exposed, or I guess provided evidence that we do see catering as being helpful. That's that right. was like my big takeaway. And from actually study that's one. a big deal because all it is, they went out to a bunch of people and just asked them, Hey, imagine you're going out for this dream job. Do you think it's better to kind of present what you think the interviewer wants to hear or just be yourself? And 66% of the respondents would use catering and 71% said that catering would be more effective. Mm. So all that's doing right off the bat is saying in general, we're tricked. We're duped. We, in general, believe that there's this thing we kind of got to do. We got to, like, do this one. We may not like it, but that's what's effective. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's a bit like a show, right? Like, especially if you think of it, like, you're going for, like, a, a job interview and, like, it's showtime. Da-da, like, da-da, right? Da-da, and and they're like, oh, could you name us? Like, you know, what would you say is like one of your yes. biggest weaknesses? Yes. And you're like, well, uh, if anything, uh, I mean, I work too hard. You're like, what are you talking about? I always put the company first. It's call me crazy, but that's just who I am. I'm not, you know. I mean, so this, weird. This, just this show. And so the person who sat who yes, sat now yes, interviewing yes. you has to now decipher yeah, like, like okay. what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, like who? What? Like, what do you think I am? Like, how do you believe that I'll believe that? Like, what? It's almost insulting. Right? I know. How I know. dare you? I know. How dare you? You think this is my first rodeo? You think- I've got nine people okay. sat out there with briefcases. Who walks around with a briefcase? It's 2021. Also, the four people before you all said the same thing. Like, what? How dumb do you think I am? They're just waiting for someone to step inside, just chewing gum. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, I know it says no smoking, but you know, <laughs> I was wondering. It says like uh, 25, uh, 25 days a uh, holiday, yeah. But like I'm in a, uh, I'm in a bowling club, and we uh, we play on Tuesday afternoons. Is that gonna be a problem? See, <laughs> what's your biggest weakness? Online porn. I do, I do it a lot. I do it in the office. I, uh, I kind of also do a bit of coke. Uh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I do it. It's like hired. I love, I like the cut of your gym, sir. Oh, dear. So we are we are essentially walking around life, just putting a show on for everyone. We're just like, look, it's a show. We're all playing a role. All right, study two. Study two. Now, study two got real fun because. They're like the chips are on the table yeah. with study yeah. two. So yeah. study two, they got a they got a bunch of entrepreneurs. This is the real deal. Yeah. It's a fabulous study. 166 actual entrepreneurs who did fast pitches in a competition. And listen, some of them won and some of them didn't win. And what they did is they asked to the entrepreneurs, how authentic? Like, think about the pitch you just delivered. Do you feel like you're being authentic? 
And other people, well, no, it's everybody answered both questions. But then it's like, to what extent were you catering to the judge's interests? Mm. And what they learned, and, and the actual outcome was like whether or not you would have been a winner in this Yeah. Thing. So, so this is like angel investors, which it, like is, is like a term I hear kind of like thrown around and I don't fully understand it. But I, I guess it's kind of like, this is like the, the big step in that. This is when you stopped asking like your friends and That's family for it. money. You stopped asking them like, yo, this is a great idea. Well, you got to be working again, but they finally yeah. said no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I need an angel. <laughs> <laughs> some rich guy or woman shows up with a cape and like some wings. Well, I'm rich and I deem you worthy. <laughs> This was like this was pretty legit. This Very was like legit. yeah, this is an opportunity. Seriously good study, and I mean that. Like this is deeply impressive to get this kind of thing. And what they found: catering and pitching entrepreneurial ideas significantly predicted lower odds of being a winner, and authenticity significantly had higher odds of being a winner. Yeah, and there was some like after effects which I noticed, which was not only was it how because like the idea could be a bit duff. Like it could sure. be like, yo, that sure. person came across real nice, but like no one really needs yeah. like fingerless garden gloves. Like, <laughs> like it's like, yeah, they look retro, but like, come on, man, we're trying to make money here. So they might be like, yo, that person's real authentic. But the, the people who were catering, they also left the impression that they would not be successful later on. So it's a bit like, not only do we not believe in yeah. your idea yeah. and you, we, we also don't believe you have yeah, yeah. a future. Right. That's true. Which is, that's, that's pretty this, heavy. One of the reasons why I really enjoyed this article as a whole is they didn't rely on that. Because while that is a great study, of course, it could have been that after the fact, you either like knew you stunk it up or you knew you did really well. If you did really well, you're like, yep, that's me. And if you stunk it up, you're like, yeah, I was just trying to cater. So, like, of course, there's alternative explanations for that result. But that's a pretty sweet result to go into the next studies. And um, I think the idea of starting to look at these psychological experiences of catering and, like, being yourself, I thought that that was really cool. So, what they essentially did in these next studies is they randomly assigned people to, like, think about times that they did catering. And then thinking about times you'd been authentic in the past – and then you're just going to like write about it in detail for about 10 minutes. And then you're going to like basically ask questions. You're going to answer questions. That is to say about how you felt. Like, were you anxious? Were you energized? Did you feel like you were trying to get things despite not really deserving them? They kind of ask like, how did it feel inside mm. in that setting? Like in your memory? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I, I thought that was pretty cool because this it kind of it delves into the realm of just like self-reflection yes and just just the value of like having an event or a day and just being a bit like oh how was that yeah. for me yeah. so just this idea yeah. of like looking back okay so i had this you know i had lunch with a colleague and during that some stuff came up which maybe i needed a favor from them or something i'm trying to like you know oh you like burritos but really what i want is this report done like early so that i can you know so i can get my holiday time off or whatever but just reflecting on it and just be like how how did i yeah. conduct myself yeah. like was i was i phony yeah. was i a big was i a big fat phony yeah. was i was i just and how did that feel yeah. what did that feel like to you and i think again no study is perfect so this is not perfect, but it starts to form a really nice complement with that other study because now we've got a situation where I'm thinking back into my own memory banks about a way that I really did act 
And then I'm reporting how I felt during that time. What they found is that when people just try to be themselves during an interpersonal first meeting, that might be dates, that might be interviews, that might whatever. There's lots of times we're meeting somebody for the first time. They experienced lower anxiety, lower discomfort, and lower that word again, instrumentality. Yeah. That feeling that you're kind of just doing it for an extrinsic reason, but not because you believe in it. Yeah. You're trying to kind of use other people. That's really what instrumental means. Yeah. You're trying to use other people to achieve your end. Yeah. And there, there is a, I guess, so we can see how this then makes people who cater not really come across that's as right. nice because people pick up on it. That's that's the point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that's really the point is that somehow it oozes out like an emotional contagion. Yeah. And then it kind of creates a little disgust maybe mm. like like a like you smell a fart or something. It's just like a, ugh. You know, it's just like, it's like mm, you kind of wrinkle your nose a little bit and you're like, oh, you're kind of just a fate. Yeah. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah. And, and then the, the like the response to that is, so like if I'm in an interaction with someone who's catering, and so, like, the more I'm trying to be authentic, if they're not picking up on that, because, like, authenticity can be a license for someone else to be authentic. Like, look, I'm just going to be real with you. Yeah. So just, like, yeah. can we just do the yeah. real thing? Yeah. And if that's then met with further catering or they're, they're really not picking up on it, it's like, so I even need to just, like, call them out. Yeah. And just be a bit like, I don't think yeah. you're being sincere. Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Are you okay inside? Or yeah. I then need to kind of just or, treat the or, interaction or, like... Are you writhing with snakes inside? Yeah. Like, you know, like, what's it like in you? Yeah. Because it's kind of it's kind of grossing me out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I guess it's then not a... So like, we can see how this leads to people not getting... Yeah. Do, what doing well in, in interviews. Want. Like, because if I guess if I'm interviewing someone and I'm picking up on this, I don't want them in my team. Yeah. Like, I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. I agree. I don't trust you. You don't really seem trustworthy. Yep. So let's hop to study four of them. Study hop, four hop, is hop. pretty fun. Hop, hop, hop. <laughs> what I thought was really cool about this one is we're moving into the lab now. And so that means that we're assigning people randomly to play a certain role. Yes. Now that's cool because that's another compliment to the first two studies because rather than making them think about past memories and rather than looking at actual pitches, what you're doing is you're saying, we will assign you to act fake. Yeah. And we'll assign you to act real. Yep. And that's pretty cool because that means the same person can kind of have a choice. Yep. And once again, I mean, I don't know if like, there's anything about that. They had a 15 minute mock interview. That's actually like, kind of substantial. Um, I thought that it was well done. After the interview, um, basically the applicants are taken back into their rooms and then everybody fills out some surveys and then the interviewers evaluate the applicant's performance. Like they actually had an interaction they had actually never met before and then they actually got a, would you hire this person? Yes. So there's a lot of both internal validity, meaning because you randomly assign people to conditions, you can infer causality. Yep. But there's also a fair amount of extrinsic validity, which is like these two people really did just meet. Yes. And they actually had an interview and then yep. you gave them a rating. Would you hire them? Yes. So I'm, I'm a fan of how many types of methods they're using to like, it's almost like a boxer where it's like, oh, kitty butt, oh, right hook, oh, yep. left, left. Yep. It's like you're just kind of like you're knocking down the counter 
like the counter hypothesis. Yes. With all these different types of blows. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, there's like a big shout out for authenticity in this one, because I guess part of what they were able to get a bit more of a strong hold on was, because I believe this was the one where there was some self-reporting from the people who did um, play the roles of being either catering or authentic. And the people who were being more authentic, they experienced far less anxiety and we're able it's yeah. like yeah. it's just this kind of like just entering a chill state and actually you're right it is far less because if we actually i didn't like check this out this carefully the actual numbers are if you were in the catering condition your anxiety was a 2.88 and if you were in the be yourself condition it was a 2.06 that's a pretty big jump you know that's almost jumping a third so you're almost like a third more anxious yeah if you're being interviewed and trying to you're trying to please what you think that person wants you to be. Yes. That's fairly complex. And we can see how that then leads on to affect your performance. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't think anxiety is good for much. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's right. So like, yes. Do you remember Alison Wood Brooks? Yep. Also at Harvard University. She did that study on like, if you say I'm excited and you like get yourself into that mode, you do like better math, better public speaking, better singing at karaoke. Yep. So anxiety, when you prime yourself to be anxious, you literally, your mind doesn't work as well. Yeah. That's pretty important <laughs> in these things called interviews and in these things called, you know, entrepreneurial pitches and so on. Yeah. And I liked the spin with study five and what I really enjoyed about the spin. So it's very much a similar setup and it's about, uh, I guess, pitching yourself, but for, you know, for a job interview, but they had to record a video for it. And this I really enjoyed because if I'm in a room, even if I am being authentic, if I'm in a room, I'll read other people's energy. But you know what? Actually, that's a damn lie. I'll just be myself and just bulldoze everyone. But I have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, you could do. <laughs> I could. Say you were sane. Say I- <laughs> then you could actually try to read the room. <laughs> and this was fun because they were doing videos. So like the video, it's like you just, you're you're basically given a job description and it's like, you know, this is the job that you're going for. Record a video, which is going to be reviewed and then assessed as to whether you would be hired or not. This is like And they give you a bonus if you were a winner. Yes. You got a tenner. You got a tenner if you were right? a winner. That's actually kind of yeah. sweet. Which in comparison, because yeah. for taking part, you got two bucks. That's right. So this is like a big I leap know. for your participation. Like know. you're already doing it for two bucks. I'd work hard for a tenner. <laughs> right? you know? Like if you're already doing this <laughs> for two bucks, right? You've decided yeah. that your time is worth yeah. two bucks. Here's five times more. Right? That's a, that's Here's a sweet deal. Five hundred percent more. Yeah. yeah, like even that might cause me a bit of like performance anxiety, where it's like, man, I got to hit a home run for this uh, for this ten bucks, man. But what I did love though is that so in this scenario, this so this is hilarious because now the creation of your catering self is you're now catering to a piece of paper essentially. Yeah, right. Like there there is no one there right. for you to be a bit like, who am I now performing for? You've been given a piece of paper and the camera's on and now the song and dance is 
it like it's it's two these hypothetical like you don't even know like you're not reading yes, anything. I think that's like, cool. Yeah. You're not in the room yeah. trying to like sense somebody's pulse and then giving it to them. Yes. This is almost like in a hypothetical world there'll be a human that will read this. Yes. And I'll bet you if I say these things, that will be what they would rather hear. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a lot. It's like mentally taxing. That's like that's super, super tiring. Uh, but so but there, was there any more points regarding like study five that jumped out for you? Uh let's see. Let's just kind of give the results. I mean, it's really, really consistent. I also wanted to say that um, they hired a research assistant who was an expert in hiring, but who was blind to this study. They had no idea what the mm. study was. And they actually watched the videos and rated them. So like basically, how likely would you offer this person a job and how well did they do in the in the video? So one way to think of that, if you're like listening to this, if you've made it this far, <laughs> you know what I mean? but they're basically saying, without knowing anything else, I'm watching this person and just saying, would I hire them or not yeah. for that job? And so that's actually a very clean methodology. Yeah. What I love about that also is because now we start looking into people's ability to pick out catering when it's someone they've never even yeah, met before. Right. So that's it's like, I have no yeah, baseline. That's right. I have no baseline, but just looking yeah. just off yeah. of this video, yeah. I'm not really getting a good feeling yeah. about this individual. Yep. I don't really that's want it. to be something's, around them. Something's skeevy about that. Yeah. yeah. It's just not. So what they found is that those in the catering condition got lower performance ratings and like pretty much lower. They got a three, five. And in the authenticity condition, they got a four, four, eight, almost like a mm. four, five. That's almost like a full point better if you're just told like be yourself on this thing and then they dug in and the participants said those that were in the catering condition said that their level of discomfort was a 4.5 and in the authenticity those people said it was a 3.6 so essentially what they're doing again this is really good science they're not only saying listen it's getting you the wrong outcome they're also showing you here's why it's getting you the wrong outcome so you're doing something to get the job you're not getting the job. You're less likely to get the job. And it's because you're getting anxious, stressed, and discomfort. It's that's pretty good. That's, that's some tasty stuff there. Yeah. That's some pretty tasty stuff. And I guess before we start touching down, I guess the other... And it's not covered in the paper, so this is just me kind of like um, kicking the can a bit more. But I guess part of the issue with this is... Like, because I've I've gone to job interviews before where I've done the catering thing and I've like, you know, I've had my tie on and I'm very much. And then when you actually get the job, part of it is the excitement of, yes, I got I got the job. But then there's also this dread of like, ah, oh, oh, they're going to really find out who I am. Like, how how do I drip feed my authentic self into this organization after the show that I put on? I took off the tap shoes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, now the hat's off. Right? Yeah, I did this one study about... um, It's basically called self-verification striving. And what I learned is there's sort of a personality type of person that really would rather take less money and be less likely to take the job if you know who I really am, even on a date, they'd rather like not have you even like me on this date, but at least you know who I really am. Mm. And there's other people that are more like the caterers. And what I found in that study is the ones that were like more trying to be authentic and know you who you really are. Yep. They weren't more likely to get the job all the time unless you're quite good than they were. 
So number one, if you're quite good, you're actually more likely to get the job if you're authentic. So step one, yes. get quite good yeah, at some stuff. You have to be stuff. quite good at some things. And that really is kind of true. Like if you suck and you're authentic, they're like, well, you just suck. Yep. So no. <laughs> you're authentically <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, not exactly. hired. <laughs> I'm glad that you were so honest because I can honestly say that you're not going to get the job. I'm sorry. So there is, okay, so number one, you have to be good. But what we found is eventually people get jobs and six months later, they were more happy with their jobs. Yep. More committed to the company. Yep. If they were their authentic selves. Mm. So that one's more of like a long-term gain for yeah. a bit of short-term pain. Like you may be foregoing a couple of quick jobs. Yeah. But then you land somewhere where you're actually happier because as just as you said, they kind of know what they're getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, look, I turned up for the interview yeah. 37 minutes late and wearing my sweatpants <laughs> I didn't answer any questions directly. I didn't brush my teeth right? you can tell <laughs> what do you think you were getting what do you think you were getting <laughs> oh dear and, and if I'm honest this is as good as it gets yeah like this this is on an Listen, interview. You're getting a good 18% out of me, okay? I gotta, gotta save my uh, save my energy for the bowling league. Is that the second <laughs> time you've been a bowling Yeah, I used to bowl in a league, like when I was like 18 or so. For some reason, it's all going back to me now. Uh, so before we, Should we, we end we this? Did, uh, yeah, there you go. I'm getting ready to touch this. Uh, this is your pilot speaking. Sit down, put your like your table up. Where we're about ready to descent. Uh, so anything else you want to share? No, now? I really enjoyed it. Overall, I just think that in so many of these things in life, the stakes is high. You know what I mean? You really are like you want that date to go well. You want to get the interview. You want to get the money for that uh, venture. So we do what's wrong. Mm. And that's what this, I think that's what this podcast is really good. It's like, look at the optical illusion. We're going to show you. It doesn't, it isn't the way it looks. Yeah. Ah, dope. So, peeps, uh, if you are on LinkedIn and you came across this, or whenever you see us post, uh, hit uh, share, hit like. Uh, shout out to the squeezing the orange peeps who are showing enough love uh, on the interwebs. Uh, we are feeling good. Uh, and also on Twitter, if you see us about, like, yeah, give us a, a like, a retweet. Uh, and you know what, man? I don't even know what's going on over at iTunes. There at iTunes, they can give us a five-star review and get they that, really get it out to more people. So. I'm surprised more people haven't done right? that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Ciao.